0: But you know, like books are uh, amazing. But what about like it's too much, or the but whatever they want a quicker way. So I thought, all right. Well, why don't we just teach the book like on video live, and then have as many people as want that can be there. It's almost like a workshop. Like we, we it's like running the workshop, except that we're not giving direct, you know, feedback and coaching people actively, right? But why don't we just do that? And so we 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 said, "All right, like we literally did this as like a test. Let's just see." We ended up with 5,000 people on the first day.
1: Welcome to Innovation and Leadership where I interview uncommonly high achievers like top investment fund managers, elite special operations soldiers, startup CEOs who sold their companies for billions of dollars, pro athletes, Hollywood filmmakers, really as many different kinds of experts as I can. The whole idea is to hear how they did it and then what advice they have for the rest of us that can be applied to the organizations we're trying to grow and innovate. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Today on the show, I've got Tucker Max. Tucker, thanks for taking time.
0: Thanks for having me, man.
1: So for people who don't know about all of your background and 20 years professional writing, seven books published, four times (laughs) on New York Times bestseller, four million books sold, all these kind of things. Can you talk about just... I think it's interesting, I want to cover more of these stats, helping Tim Ferriss, Peter Thiel, Seth Godin, Tiffany Haddish, David Goggins, and and especially what scribe writing has done to help these 1500 authors and and scribe book school now. But can you start right at the beginning of getting, you know, having your initial book pitches rejected and and kind of starting
0: at the bottom to, to what you've risen to now? Oh man. Yeah. So this was a long time ago, right? Like I first started writing in 2002. So it was, I remember, in fact, I remember the day I put my website, for, even before the website, I started writing emails to my friends. Cause after law school, I pretty much hated my life and everything that like I was doing. And so like, I, I just wrote emails to my friends about, about what my life was like and they thought they were funny and so, like, we went back and forth with that. And then I, I tried to get, uh, you know, like, a publisher's attention. And when I say I had zero, like, interest, like, I'm not, like, you know, exaggerating. It, it was it, not just zero interest. It was, there were, like, four or five who went out of their way to send me an email, like, or a, a rejection letter that's, like, this is the worst thing I've ever read. Like, you should never even write an email again. It was, like, all of that kind of stuff, right? It, it was almost, like, comical. So, but at that point, my emails were getting forwarded around so much and and sent back to me by other people in different social groups. I was like, okay, well, these people clearly don't know what the hell they're talking about. So like, I need to, like, this is the thing I need to do. Right. And so I started, I put up a website and this is again, 2002, right? So this is like back when GeoCities was still a thing and like, it it got it did okay at the beginning and then it got picked up by a couple of like you know the early link share sites like things like college humor which is actually still around and a few others and it kind of started to really get momentum and then it kind of blew up and then mtv did something about me because it's back when it was like weird and creepy to meet people on the internet for dating and there were all these girls like meeting me and so they did this whole thing about me and then like and then <laughs> then this girl sued me to try and stop me from writing about her, which just got me all the attention in the world, as as always happens, right? And so from there, it kind of took off and the publishers came back to me and they were like, hey, you know, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we want to publish <laughs> your book now. And so from there, it kind of took off, yeah.
1: So uh, for people who don't know Scribe Book School and scribewritingcom can you, can you tell us about what you're doing lately?
0: Yeah, so so I, yeah, I, I, like you said, I, I wrote for... As a professional writer in that regard for like whatever it was, I don't remember, 8, 12 years or something. And and then I, I guess it was about 10 years. If I started in 02, I retired in 2012 from, well, the New York Times said I invented a new literary genre called fratire, which was ridiculous because I wasn't in a fraternity and my writing wasn't satire. But whatever, that's what you get for you know, dealing with the New York Times. So I, I wrote, you know, I sold or I had like three big number one bestsellers, sold millions of copies, blah, blah, blah. And then but I kind of like all the stuff I wrote about was like, all the dumb stuff you do in your 20s, right? I just wrote it all down. And so when I was done with that, I didn't have any more stories, right? So I, I kind of retired from that. And if you ever write a book, or I mean, your audience, if anyone in your audience ever writes a book, you'll understand, like, the moment you write a book, you get two questions, what's your book about, and people really don't even care, they just kind of listen for a second to see if it's interesting. And then they interrupt you if it's not for the second question. Oh, how'd you do that? How'd you write a book? I've always wanted to write a book and they want to tell you all about their book idea. Right. And so, so I, I like anyone else, I got that question for years and years and years. And like an idiot, it took me a long time to even begin to think, Hey, maybe this is a business. <laughs> and so this finally this one entrepreneur called me out and she's like, she, you know, she had big business, a family, And she's like, people have been asking me to write this book for a decade, but I'm just, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it the normal way. How do I get this book out of me without having to become a writer? And I'm like, hold on a minute. So you're asking me how to write a book without writing it? And she's like, yeah, kind of. And so I start lecturing her about, like, hard work and giving her all the the BS, you know, uh, inspirational quotes that are on, like, everyone's Instagram now. This is way before Instagram. But, like, all that kind of stuff. And finally she's like, I'm being a total snobby writer, right? And she's like, Tucker, are you an, this is an entrepreneur dinner. Are you an entrepreneur? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And she's like, nah, I don't think so. Because a real entrepreneur would help me solve my problem and not lecture me about hard work. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Oh. Because she was totally right. She was 100% right. And so I got obsessed with this question. How do I get a book out of her head without her having to learn how to be a writer? And she didn't want uh, ghostwriting either. Like, obviously, she could pay me a bunch of money, and I could go write a bunch of nonsense. And then she pay, like puts her name on it. She wanted it to be her words, her voice. And then it took me a while, but I realized, oh, this is a solved problem. Scribes have been doing this for thousands of years. Like, that's why we have Socrates' wisdom is because Plato wrote it down. And so I was like, all right. And so then once I kind of got that, then it was actually pretty easy from there. Uh, I just I wrote down every step of writing a book on a whiteboard. And I realized I only needed her for like 40%, which is like a lot, right? I mean, it's an important 40%, but there's a huge amount of work that doesn't involve the author. And so uh, like we kind of figured out until like, I just named some random price just to make it interesting for me. And she's like, sure, uh, I'll, I'll do it. Let's go. And so I helped her do this and it the book ended up amazing and it blew up her business. And like, it, it did all kinds of great stuff for her. And she's like, she's like i remember when she's done she's like yeah i'm gonna start referring friends to you and i'm like for what (laughs) she's like what do you mean for what for the same thing you just did for me i'm like no no i don't what no and because like i I don't want to write other people's books i'm a writer and i'm you know i'm making like fancy air quotes now right i'm a fancy writer and and she's like all right well these people still want help so I literally got a friend of mine, this guy, Zach Obern, who's my co-founder of my company, who's a good writer and had been helping me with some other things. I'm like, hey, look, man, all these people are coming to me, throwing money at me, wanting me to write their books. I'm not gonna do it. But I did this process with, with this woman. Do you wanna just use that and see if it works for you? And he's like, yeah. And so like, literally we get like a quarter million dollars a year uh, or a quarter million dollars of business in like two months. And he's like, dude, I think we have a company here. And I'm like, yeah, you might be right, you might be right. And so that was like five, five and a half years ago. And now we've done like, you know, whatever it is, 1,500 books and huge ones like David Goggins and Tiffany Haddish and all these other big people uh, Nassim Taleb and the Nobel Prize Committee and all, all these. And it's like, it's pretty amazing. The, the, the company net like 50 full-time, it's grown way beyond me. Like I'm just the dude who helped start it, you know?
1: That's amazing. Sorry, you said you have done a Nicholas Taleb book?
0: Yes, Wh- the, which one? Nassim Taleb. Yeah, Nassim. The, the, T- I'm sorry, Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Yeah, yeah. So, so he has two books coming out. The they're okay. already done. Yeah, his uh, like you know, the, the, the it's a two volume set of all the math behind you know Black Swan and full by Randomness and Skin yeah. Game. Yeah, We're doing all those. Mm-hmm.
1: That's He's amazing. Talked about it on Twitter. That's super amazing. So and. I just want to geek out for just a second. So our consulting firm, we've done a lot of training in the special operations community. And I actually have guys from tier one units that recommended the David Goggins book to me. And and I became a fan of it. Can you tell us just a little bit about, about that one?
0: Yeah. So David's, I mean, obviously a unique guy. There's a reason that he's called the toughest man in the world. And he is in person. I have, you know, I've met him and hung out with him and he is exactly like you know, like you see him on Rogan or whatever. There's there's no different David Goggins, which is, I mean, I know a lot of famous people. That is very rare. It's exceedingly rare. And anyway, so David got a, like a three hundred thousand dollar offer from Harper, Harper Collins, I think, and he was really been out of shape about it. I don't think about the the amount so much as like all the things they wanted him to do and all the BS. And so he got connected to me. And I got on the phone with him and just kind of like I am with you. I was just, you know, a straight shooter, no BS. And he's very much the same way. And we connected and like he, you know, the publishing industry is really, really weird and really confusing and publishing people make it way more confusing than it has to be. And so they'd gotten like him all like he and his manager, like uh, gotten them all turned around and different things. And he was really confused. And so I, I probably did three calls of an hour, at least an hour apiece just walking them through being like, no, that's not true. That's a lie. Well, that's kind of true, but sort of not. Let me, and I gave them the entire lay of the land. And then uh, they were so just thankful for that. But then it was like, we kind of got to the end and he wasn't sure. I'm like, look, man, listen, it's real simple. Do you want to own your book and control your destiny? Then you work with us because we are the highest level of professional services in publishing as good or better than everything, anything you're going to get with a, a traditional publisher And you own your rights and royalties. So whatever you decide, you get. Whereas with them, you're at their mercy. And that's really what it boils down to. You've got to obey their BS rules. And he was like, okay, I'm in, let's go. And so, and now his book is, it is one of the best-selling memoirs of all time. Like it's, uh, Michelle Obama's came out uh, a little bit before his and is the best-selling memoir of all time. His is right behind, it was the, his number two behind hers and one of the best selling of all time. It's millions and millions of copies sold already.
1: That's incredible. That's so incredible. Okay, just one more. How about the, the Tiffany Haddish one?
0: Yeah, so I, I know Tiffany's manager. So, so I didn't actually, I wasn't actually personally the writer on David's book. Like I didn't actually touch any piece of the production because, you know, like I've got a big team and they're really good at their jobs. And so, but with Tiffany's book, they came to me and wanted me personally because comedies you know David's book's not very funny, and there's a lot of great we we have a lot of great writers who are dramatically fantastic dramatic writers, but comedy is a different thing, and it's really, really hard to find someone who can write funny and so what I did was i mean like i'm I'm one of the few people who can write funny and in books especially, and so i've had dude, I've had so many like big celebs come to me and want to do, want me to ghostwrite their book. And, and the the thing that always turns me off is they're always like, Hey man, basically what they say is make me funny. And I'm like, look, dude, I made millions of dollars. I don't, I don't need, I don't need this. Right. I'm like, I'll do it if you're interesting and I want to work with you, but I don't need to do this. And they're, they always look at me like a servant whose job is to make them look good. And I'm like, no, nah, you can get out of here. Like, Go find somebody else. I'm not doing it. And so I'd never, I'd signed up with one massive A-list star who I I literally can't say his name because I have an NDA. I don't know if the book's ever going to get done. One uh, other one. And then I didn't didn't really know who she was when I got on the phone with her because this is before Girls Trip came out or all of her. She's a huge star now. But this is right before all that broke. And uh, I just knew she was like a well-known comedian. And I got on the phone and she told me the Roscoe story, which is the story in the book. She hooked up with this guy who has like MS and is like, has some other disabilities. And I-, I was in like tears snorting on the phone, like to get me to laugh, like seriously deep convulsive belly laughs in any medium is hard, but to do it on the phone, like not a comedian bit, right? Like she was telling me a story like, that was like i was like okay this girl's a star and i like i i said listen tiffany here's the deal if you want to do this i'm in but you have to promise me you're gonna tell me everything i want the full complete honest story i want the deep dark stuff you don't ever want to tell anyone because it's too painful you got to tell me that's got to go in the book and she was like all right and she agreed to it. And she did. She stepped up. That's why that book, that book also, like the, th- the three bestselling memoirs last year, in order, Michelle Obama, David Goggins, Tiffany Haddish. And hers was so freaking good because of how emotionally honest and authentic she was. And so that was, we actually, uh, I did her prop- her book proposal and her manuscript. That one was traditionally published, which we, like my company can can help people get traditional deals. We don't do that a lot. We've probably done that 15 or 20 times. But it's it's possible. Most of the time, we do all the publishing. But like, yeah, the, the Tiffany deal was really good. And it's funny. We ended up. It was so honest. She ended up getting sued by her ex husband.
1: <laughs> oh no!
0: Me, who sued me too? Actually, he sued both of us.
1: <laughs> Did that help with the publicity?
0: No, nah, I mean, it oh, already darn. sold. He sued because it had sold so many copies. It already. It was already uh, like got a bunch of attention.
1: Wow. Well, I think one of the things that's interesting to me is this concept of lowering the bar, you know, like this idea that there's so many people who have a book, it's obviously such a, a huge benefit to a business. You know, I took a break from my finance career and did a little bit of management consulting in between funds. And the firm, I went to this boutique firm and their business model, they joked around about how bad they were at sales. They said, our sales system is alternating who answers the phone. And it's because their book had sold 2 million copies and the phone, oh, you see, know, and the wait, phone would what, just ring.
0: 2 million copies? Yeah. Who, can you name the firm? Yeah,
1: it's the Arbinger Institute. The book's called Leadership oh, and Self-Deception. Oh, oh, the
0: Inside Out book.
1: This, this one Are is that... Leadership and Self-Deception.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah right. Exactly. That, it, I, I know that book. It's a famous book. It's actually, it's really good. That book is fantastic.
1: Well, I thought so. You know, I'd been a I'd been a client for years, and then when I said I take a break, I actually went and worked for them. You know, to try and see if I could soak it in more, right? Yeah. But it's incredible. You know, our consulting firm. We've had you know these these other clients, Vital Smarts, and and anyways, big companies that are doing tens of millions of dollars in training. They're so book driven, right? And and anyways, the thing is like. There's all the work it takes to have expertise at something. And then you have to build this whole second skill set to get the book out and to get it to sell and all these things, right? And I just feel like what you're doing where you don't just have to go 100% ghostwriter or 100% yourself is pretty awesome.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, it, it's it. honestly, man, all we really did was turn something that that was done on an artisan skill level into a systematic, scalable process. That's really it. Because what we're doing is, it's different than ghostwriting technically. That is absolutely true, but most ghostwriters use a process very similar to ours, like something close. The problem is there's no clearinghouse. There's no. There's no market. There's no uh, clear market for ghostwriters. Like you don't know who you're hiring if they're good or not good, if they're going to work with you well, whatever. So all we've done is processized ghostwriting uh make it like a better process for knowledge people right so we, we can't work with people who are just like hey write me some book on sales i don't care what it what, what's in it like then you just need a pure ghostwriter who's going to go and write your book for you and you are involved but if you want it to actually be your knowledge and wisdom we've turned that into a process and create a market between like us and ghostwriters basically to do that and we do the publishing too yeah it i mean it, it was like as soon as we did it it was like oh this is so obvious how has no one else done this before you know <laughs> but it, they just haven't
1: okay so our listeners, know I'm a total book nerd. I've done maybe 7 or 800 audiobooks in the last dozen years. Like I, I always think about writing. I got 80% done my first book last year. It's of course sat there for like 6 months now, right? So, I'm looking at your stuff. Tell me the difference this uh $10,000 program 15 35. T- tell me what tell me the
0: difference here. So, the so 10,000 is publishing only. We we actually have a whole different set too as well. So ten thousand is publish only. So you come with us with a finished manuscript, and then like we do the publishing. 15, 15 is like a steal for that. We we we're gonna raise the price as soon as things are back to quasi normal. They'll probably never go back to old normal, but something resembling normal. For fifteen, you get a two day workshop, which used to be in Austin and may go back to being in Austin, but is now online. Two-day workshop that I run, where we walk you through, it's Scribe Book School, what i talk like, it, it, we walk you through everything that you need to do to write your book, and we give you all the templates, like, the plan, everything, and then help you do the positioning, the outline. You do everything right there over two days. So, basically, you just go home and start writing. Then, you know, full accountability, support groups, weekly Q&A, uh, coaching calls, and then uh, a full edit when you're done and all the publishing for 15 grand. It's l- really, it's ludicrous steal. Then for 36, basically uh, all you're doing is getting on the phone about two hours a week. You don't do anything else. You don't write anything. You know, we're just, we're interviewing you through we're taking you through the exact same process, but instead of you writing it, we're interviewing you to get it out. of it. Make sense.
1: Yeah. And then, and then the elite ghostwriting level. What's, what's right. That? So
0: <clears throat> for that, that is like, if you you need a, an absolute top quality, like a best-selling author to be your ghostwriter, to help you develop your ideas and to help you like, like, like if you're 80% of the way there, but you need someone to help you develop your ideas and you want this thing to be like, not just a good book, but like sound and feel like a, a book written by an amazing writer, which is, there's a, v- a big difference between a, a high there are many high quality business books that aren't super well written, but that do really well and are super helpful. And and a business book that's like incredibly well written, right? That, that just is a joy to read and whatever. So like, yeah, so that, that's you're, what you're paying for there is that the, you're getting an elite writer that is very expensive. Yeah. So
1: I'm just sitting here. <laughs> this is funny. I'm sitting here really thinking like, wonder which one my business can afford because I've got a few books that I keep thinking about writing and this is just way
0: more realistic for me um, Dude straight up I'm telling you man like as much as it pains me to say this for almost for most people like you and in your position the 15k program is by far the best because for most people you they, they either want to write it themselves or they feel like they should write it themselves and they just but they're just there's so much uncertainty and they need a professional to kind of walk them through not their knowledge but how to put their knowledge in a book but they still want their hands on the keyboard for 15 dude it's just it's a ridiculous steal yeah. like the only reason to go higher is if you just have a lot of money and you need to get the book out but you don't have enough time then like it's like okay I'll, i'm gonna have someone to get the book out of me and kind of it's not less yours but it's just like way what you're you're buying time is what you're paying
1: yeah well okay and and tell people this new thing from 2 weeks ago what what's it if i go to is it tell me tell me the url again
0: for the new thing right so okay so if you go to scribebookschool.com so what we did was when when the we, we don't sell information we're a pure services firm right services and coaching so like but there's all kinds of people out there like i'm not going to name any names but people who sell courses on how to write a book for thousands of dollars, some of them. And quite honestly, man, there's a few that are okay. Most of them are hot garbage. And they're they're, there. It's some marketer who's never, who's not a writer at all, who doesn't actually know how to write a book. They just wrote some crappy book that they threw up on Amazon and they got a bunch of paid ads to, to get some reviews and to call it a best, you know, an Amazon bestseller, which is total BS. And then they're like, Oh, okay. I can teach you how to write a book. And they play on people's hopes And ignorance about the field. Right. And so like, and there are people who build, you know, two, three, $4 million businesses doing that. Right. I mean, we're, we're well into the eight figures. We're very different, but like, we don't, I don't, I don't believe in selling courses about this. I just think it's, it's, it's unethical in a lot of ways. Right. And some of that's personal courses as a business are fantastic, but for books, I just feel like everyone should have access either free or very cheap to all the knowledge you need to write a book. Because I'm a big believer everyone wants to write a book. And that's why, like, our our book scribe method is 500 plus pages. It details our whole process. We use the people who pay us hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. The exact step-by-step process. You can, the info is all in there. Just follow it, right? And so, like, we've always said we'll give our information away for free. But then the coronavirus hit. And everyone on earth, basically, was stuck at home for at least a month, if not six weeks or eight weeks. And we realized, oh, man. Well, first off, our sales got cut in half. Right. Because, you know, whose books are, are uh, books for business and stuff like that are luxury items and people stop spending in, in March. So I mean, we're starting to come back and we'll be OK. And thank God we manage our money well. We're going to be OK as a business. But like so a bunch of people had free time in the company. And we, we said we've all we realized, hey, look, we've always been saying that, like, we believe everyone should write a bus- uh, a book. But what have we really done to put that information out there? I mean, we wrote a book. But you know, like books are uh, amazing. But what about like it's too much or that whatever they want a quicker way? Says so I thought. All right, well, why don't we just teach the book like on video live and then have as many people as want that can be there? It's almost like a workshop. Like we, we it's like running the workshop except that we're not giving direct or you know feedback and coaching people actively, right? But why don't we just do that? And so we we, we we said, all right, like, we literally did this as like a test. Let's just see. We ended up with 5,000 people on the first day's webinar. And we we kept most of them through the five days. It was kind of shocking, dude. We were anywhere from four to, to an hour and a half to four hours a day teaching every step in the in the in the, 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 the idea to writing process. We didn't teach the publishing process because that would have just been another two weeks. And, and, but anyway, so we did all that. It was amazing. And then a bunch of people were like, look, I can't afford the 15 K package, but I love a lower level coaching package. So we actually rolled out, we just rolled it out. It's called scribe writer's room. It's not even on the main site yet because we, we tested it and we had about 45 people sign up for it. We had two packages, one that's like 1500 where it's like, you get three editor call, you get, you know, like obviously all the info that's free three editor calls a private facebook group a weekly Q&A, a bunch of stuff like that you basically get coaching stuff and then another package that's the same thing plus you get a full content edit like one of my editors spends 20 hours deep dive on your manuscript when it's done which we normally charge five grand just for that as a service and that package was like 50 $5, 500 or something like that and so we ended up selling 40 or 45 of these and so we just we just launched it like it's so we actually now have like lower level coaching packages for, for people who want sort of more hands-on help.
1: Well, and I, one last thing I think is kind of awesome is that you guys are giving the, the scribe method book away for free. I just got the, I just got the email before the interview. Thanks for, thanks for the free copy. The
0: book's free and the course. So we, the live course we cut up into like, make it like a video course. It's up for free right now. Just go to scribebookschool.com, It takes you to the landing page. You put in your email, and then like you don't have to wait for we're going to reteach the live stuff again you don't have to wait for it the all the recordings are there along with all the like the book stuff and all the other blog posts everything you need is there just go start
1: i love it well listen i think this is a good place to end part 1 of the episode maybe to end here what's one of the best pieces of advice you ever received
0: oh my goodness the best pieces of advice all right, this might be a good segue for part two. I don't know if you want to take it here, but some of the best advice I've ever received is is feel your feelings, which sounds crazy. It's not, it doesn't sound like business advice. It's for me at least been some of the best business advice I've ever had. Why? Because what I've realized uh, is that almost every business problem is not a business problem. It's an emotional or personal problem that looks like a business problem.
1: That's such a good point.
0: Yeah, I mean, like there are very few pure business problems that have no emotional or identity issues in them at all. It's just like a logistics thing. How do we get uh, object A to, you know, to point B in time X? Like those problems exist. I don't want to act like they don't exist. But I, especially now in the world we're in now, supply chain problems are real. But like, mo- I, I don't know percentage, 80, 90% of business problems like are actual emotional people problems, not business problems.
1: I love it. Yeah. Let's totally talk about that in part two. Listen to everybody. Thanks for listening. Please tune in to part two with Tucker. We're going to keep going on this. Thanks again.